Hi, everybody. It's Tay. I'm back again with Jim from Age Safe Canada. He's here today to kind of give us the, the inside scoop on what Age Safe is. We're going to talk about safety within the workplace and within, you know, the home as a working PSW in home care and the importance that that plays. So I'm really excited to have you here, Jim. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself to get things going? For sure. Yeah, I'm excited about being here as well. Uh, I think uh, your audience is is kind of uh, what we're who are who we want to talk to when we talk about uh, age safe and the age safe certification. But my background, I've been in home care from a from a different perspective for for 32 years. I've I've basically done um, uh, anything from what aging in place was 30 years ago when nobody called it aging in place to where where it is now, where everyone kind of knows what the terminology is. is is basically those clients that you're dealing with day to day wanting to remain at home. So I've been doing that for a number of years. And, and the, I guess why I've stuck with it for so long is because it's a very uh, evolutionary uh, in industry. It, it really wasn't an industry when I started. It's now becoming an industry and it's exciting innovations, whether it's technology or products or services, even the way we communicate as we're doing today and how your PSW teams communicate with one another and get things done for people, it is exciting. So that's why I'm sticking to it. Um, Age Safe came along through the United States, through Age Safe America, right in the midst of COVID when we started some some other projects and they reached out to me directly and and, and said, we need a Canadian presence in Canada to, to form Age Safe Canada. So through the Bay Area Health Trust, which is out of Hamilton Health Sciences, uh, we licensed the uh, the name and the brand and and made it Canadian. And we we have a board of advisors who have been like me uh, a number of years in the industry, and we basically tweaked the curriculum to better serve a Canadian audience. Uh, statistics and and stuff like that were put in, and and kind of reshot it. So, I'll, in a nutshell. Age Safe, this senior home safety specialist uh, curriculum that somebody who takes the course, which is all online, takes about five to six hours to complete, is a 17 module, basically safety check of someone's home. And it's obviously a, a senior's home. So somebody either living with their spouse, with a family even, or on their own, uh, it is basically cueing you to look for things that our potential risks or can make their life more comfortable or to avoid risks altogether. When, when we talk about uh, uh, false prevention is a, is a big module, obviously. So I think when you and I spoke, uh, when we met, Ty, I used the term CPR for the home. It's like a, the CPR course for the home itself. And I know we'll get into a little bit more, but that's the nutshell of, of the course itself. When, when somebody graduates or has or completed the course, uh, they can call themselves a senior home safety specialist. Whether or not um, there, there's other professions that take it aside from PSW or care workers, there's lots, it, it's, it's basically built for anyone who deals with a senior in their home on their own. And our, our, our mandate, or not our mandate, but our our vision of that is basically the more eyes or the more people involved in somebody's home, the more eyes can can pick up on cues that might, you know, might be a potential risk. So the more, the better. Somebody can take it and, and, and do an actual formal audit 
and a safety checklist, or they can just have that base knowledge to pick up those cues. And sorry, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm talking too much here, but <laughs> say well, the way the, the way I the way I see it too is is the PSW is probably visiting the client more than some of the other professions that we see in those being occupational therapists, maybe physiotherapists visit more regularly. Uh, certainly real estate agents who have taken it are probably there at the beginning because the home is being uh, looked to being downsized or sold and they move into a new home. So it's not, not necessarily traditionally somebody staying in the home that they're at, they might be downsized into a home. So real estate gets involved there. You still need to ensure that they're moving into a safe place. So it, we really think that the support workers, uh, whether Acunim is being used across the, the country, are a very important part of not just what you do uh, in your daily tasks, but also, the, again, the eyes and ears of, of safety in general. Oh, I can't hear you. Sorry, I forgot I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> so what I was saying, so with that too, as a PSW, you can kind of utilize your scope to address safety issues within the home. But I was kind of wondering too, like, can you make recommendations and what does that look like then? So if you do see sort of like a red flag, how do you kind of address that? Is that kind of broken down in the course module or or how does that work? Yeah, really the course doesn't go beyond uh really identifying the, the situation, making recommendations should be towards either the employer of, if you're working for somebody as a PSW or the family in general, or some other professional involved, i.e. Uh, an occupational therapist. You don't want to be in the position of, of making recommendations for a person that kind of crosses over into healthcare or, or diagnoses or uh, structural changes to the home. That's really not the the mandate of the course. It's really just uh, to really a red flag is 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 a good way that you put it. Um, and it's shocking how uh, many you know red flags go undetected until there is a, a serious issue. So that's that's you know it, it, we do talk about communicating communicating with the senior in the family. There's one module on that that allows you to transfer that the knowledge or the understanding and try to make it easy because sometimes what we consider uh, in somebody else's home as a red flag may be there for a reason, maybe a cultural thing, maybe a, a traditional thing, maybe a family thing, but we might think it's quote dangerous or a risk. Uh, it has to be sort of communicated you know, tactfully to the family, to, to the client and it's not necessarily again the PSW that has to do that. They just have to make note of it. And well, I think we're going to bridge into uh, what we consider safe workplace uh, habits as well. That was going to be one of my next questions too. Like, yeah. what, could you give us like some examples of what would be a red flag or things that you would look for in okay. your testing? Well, as, as you go through the course, I mean, it, it, again, falls prevention is probably the longest module that you would take, but there's multiple things, you know, everyone kind of knows the, the, the danger points at home being the stairs. So what is the client having difficulty in the stairs? Is there loose handrails? Is there not adequate lighting? So they can't see if you, again, if a PSW is helping them up the stairs, but when they're not there, 
try to think of when you're not there, what, what is happening, uh, loose carpets and, you know, trip hazards, whether it's, you know, it might not be toys in the, in, in the terms of a, of a senior's home, but there's, there's multiple different things. Pets uh, are, uh, uh, since I started doing this course, we had to add a little couple little points about little dogs and little cats getting under feet. And, uh, you know, how do they look after their pet when you're not there? Because uh, they can trip you up quite easily. Uh, things like, uh, you know, so the wet environment, medications not being secured, um, not being adhered to. Uh, if that's part of the parcel, it may, there might be nursing that comes in before or after you, but you, you know, I would assume that the PSW has an understanding of the regiment of that, uh, whether it's blister packs or, or pill bottles are put away safely and, and not lost. So uh, there's those items, there's fire safety items. Is there adequate fire extinguishers, fire alarms that are functioning? I mean, I would assume that somebody has done that, but again, if, if, if you're in the home on a regular basis and the fire uh, smoke detector is is beeping then you know that maybe you can help with the battery change that kind of thing um maybe i will uh bridge into what you and i've talked about and, and what really came to light to me you know as we started this a couple of years ago but even in the last few months is uh the consideration that the course was written for the safety of the individual living in that home but I, I soon realized, and I think you'll agree and you'll help me out with this messaging, but as a PSW going and visiting homes, um, there's a significant amount of occupational health and safety guidelines and laws in the country if you were working in an office or a clinic or a hospital. Uh, every Any safety issue that you can think of is, has been legislated, has been managed has been maintained has been trained for you're now going out into the world into somebody's house that you may never you know obviously if it's a new client you've never met them before you don't know what you're walking into so if i took the angle of saying this education for psw is really for your own self-protection uh it sounds a little daunting but um it is your workplace. So if you're going into an unsafe workplace for, for whatever reason, if there's inadequate fire protection, if there's inadequate uh, electrical or lighting, are you going to fall down the stairs trying to help your, your uh, client up the stairs? Those get a little bit more involved with, with, with some of the regulations and, and, and uh, occupational health with, within WSIB. But again, the home itself could potentially have some risk for you yourself. So, you know, for the effort of this baseline knowledge to, to have yourself, it, it's actually giving you a little bit more mindset of, of self-protection, if, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, I had that myself working in home care uh, for an agency years ago. And you would be in situations where you're, you know, hoarding situations or bugs or cockroaches, like all of these things that you don't even initially, when you walk through the door, even think about and, but you're hit with it. And then all of a sudden it's the realization is, oh my goodness, this is my workplace. Right. So for me too, like 
I am six feet tall on the dot. So if I can't bend down properly or I'm twisting my body, trying to help someone get their pants on or anything like that to try and accommodate the clutter or another safety issue that, again, you never think about until you walk in and you're hit with it, it sucks. Like for lack of a better (laughs) word, it sucks. You walk out, your back hurts and you're like, man, like this was, this was not fun for me. So it's kind of nice that this is kind of developing and becoming more of a resource for people. And I think a lot of companies should kind of take note of that as well, because it's a real concern. And it also deters people from the job, like workers. And, you know, you and I discussed this before, kind of the cycle of injury and retention. And maybe you want to dive into that as well, because you broke it down for me really nicely when we were talking, you know. <laughs> Remind me. Remind me. Sure. <laughs> like cycle of the injuries, um, retention, happiness in the workplace, like all of this stuff does kind of correlate to safety in the workplace because if you're feeling uncomfortable or unsafe or yeah. you're twisting your body in crazy positions to try and get your job done, like you don't want to go back. It, it, like sometimes yeah. you do anyways, right? But like, yeah. or you get an injury and you just can't come back. Well, it, you end up taking shortcuts, right? You, you, you yeah. Because your mind's set on getting that task done because you probably have you know, a handful of other clients that you have to get to in a certain time, you're watching the clock and you take shortcuts and shortcuts generally lead to an injury. It may not be something that you notice right away, but like you said, a twisted back or sore shoulders. Uh, these are all things that have been identified again in that OCK health and safety world that, that I came from as well. You know, 20 years ago, there was a big push in clinics, hospitals, retirement to have overhead uh, hoist right overhead ceiling lifts so yep. anywhere in most of the country now you'll it's a, it's commonplace 20 years ago it wasn't I was involved in installing a lot of them but that was because nursing injuries were such prevalence that the retention of nursing was falling off and people weren't going to school to become nurses and and that was a serious problem there was a conscientious movement to put those devices in and it and it, and it worked essentially uh, you know, lifting and hoisting and pulling, you know, being the number one injury uh, causer, uh, was reduced significantly. So you, you you expand that thought of the what you've described to other parts of the house. Uh, if part of your job is to make tea or or, or coffee, and the appliances are are out of date and unsafe, or there's no power, and in, in, like you mentioned, you know, and never even I don't even think we have anything on. On, on insects. So that's, that's actually interesting to, to con- consider, like, um, you know, it's, it's obviously a, a uh, symptom of cleanliness, but that in itself, I think we talk about quite a bit is, is, you know, the state of cleanliness is, you know, again, you're walking in there and, and we've certainly gone through two to three years now of concerned about how the air we breathe for whatever we're going to possibly inhale. And if that's going to be make us sick or not, you know, exasperate that by, uh, you know, uncleanly environments, then, then yeah, it's a, it's a significant workplace health risk that uh, we have to, we have to identify and, and say, you know, please have this re- repaired, uh, reduced or, or whatever, you know, compromise can be, can be had. Exactly. I think it was really interesting the way that you kind of related that all together and, I remember us also talking too about how 
the entrepreneurial PSW could maybe utilize this as like a part of their toolkit to see if this client would be a good match for them. Um, I'm thinking too, like this would be something that would be suitable for the entrepreneurial PSW and not just for, you know, large scale home care, home care agencies and things like that. Would you be in agreement with that or? Well, I think, I think there's two, there's two ways you can look at it. One, one is how you just described it, where it could be like, you know, if I'm going to only have the capacity to do X amount of clients, then I want to work with in environments that, that are suitable to me and I feel safe for. So I've already, I've got this knowledge. I'll go in, you know, every business has the right to choose their clients. It's, it's not a mandate that you have to sell your services to people you don't want to sell your services to. I've learned this throughout my career and always end up being on the wrong side of a lot of them where you, you, you knew that you shouldn't get involved with some people and you do it anyway. And that has led to a, a belly full of trouble. So having that little bit of knowledge, having that little bit of knowledge uh, as an entrepreneur can, can potentially weed out some situations or some problems that may happen. Um, the other way to look at it is it becomes another marketing tool for you with the family or with the senior themselves to say, I do have this, this, you know, this extra micro credential that allows me to do a review of your home. And again, whether or not you charge for it or not, or include it in your services, it just potentially gives uh, you a leg up on, somebody else coming in or another agency coming in with that, with that client, especially if it's private pay or even in the insured world, you can show it. You know, we are, you know, talking to everybody about age safe. It's, it's not inclusive or to the PSWs, like I said, but we, we were talking to agencies and employers, uh, other associations. We want to spread the word, but I think, uh, as a St. John's, uh, first aid seal, uh, is recognizable. Uh, we're, we're confident that the age safe seal will be very recognizable uh, very soon uh, as, okay, this person has gone through uh, this training. We understand what it means. And it's for the benefit of not only myself as the client, but as the worker coming in to help me. I think that's wonderful. I think it's nice that you're, you're paving kind of a way and making safety more of a focus again, not only for the client themselves or the patient themselves, but for the worker themselves too, because it is so often overlooked, like I said before. So it's kind of, it's, it's neat to hear that this is actually a thing that you can just go and learn the modules and have that certification to be able to do that and really kind of remind yourself is this a workplace that works for me as well? Because that's important for job longevity and all of that other stuff, like we said. So I think that's great. I mean, thank you for speaking on all of this and for kind of educating us on what age safe is. And I appreciate it. And I think our audience will too. I know lots of people are looking to kind of broaden their scope and their education, and this might be a great avenue for them. So thank you very much for speaking with us today. Uh, is there anything else you want to leave us with, Jim? Or? Well, I was going to say my pleasure speaking with you. As I said at the beginning, before we started recording, I, I do talk for a living. So I apologize if I went rambling on. But I, I just, I do, uh, my my thoughts are this this should be almost mandatory. And, and if it's not, you know, it, it should be, uh, whether the employers push it down or, uh, as we talked about, the, the PSW taking responsibility for their own, 
environment and their own person, uh, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, can certainly benefit for it. The, the investment's not huge. Uh, the time investment or, or the financial investment is not huge. I think what they'll get out of it is, uh, like we said, a mindset of, okay, at least I have uh, something to go back to, to refer to. Uh, and people, as the seal gets more recognized, will back me up because of, of things I've seen and done. So, Which is yeah, important. I know. It, and yeah, it's, it's like it, someone it else in your corner, you know, like to say, hey, yeah. yeah, that isn't safe. Or, you know, you kind of have that ability to make those calls yourself. So it's nice. I think it's great. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything progresses. And like you said, that seal that's going to be created, I really hope we start establishing, you know, that safety is number one for both, again, the client and PSW and see it flourish from there. So thank you so much for talking today. And you didn't ramble on at all. I thought that was great. I thought it was very okay, good. So, <laughs> good, <laughs> so thank good, you good. For, for being here with us today, Jim. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listened today. And if you're interested in Age Safe, I'm sure, Jim, you have a website, right? It's agesafecanada.ca. Perfect. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's .ca. <laughs> sure .ca. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. you'll find you'll find us. You'll go on there. You'll read about the course, and then you'll click through. And uh, as soon as you click through, we'll we'll direct you to the uh, to the learning management software platform where you'll take the course if you're interested in doing it. There's special pricing for PSWs, so the the printed price on the uh, website is not the same as what you'll get as a, a member of uh, of Canadian and Ontario uh, Public uh, Personal Sport Workers Association. So keep that in mind. Again, I don't think it's a significant investment. I think it's uh, a well worth it investment, if I do say so myself. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. So thank you all for listening today. And I'll be back next week with another podcast. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you.